This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Tara Sokol, and joined by always is my dastardly handsome uh, detective and co-host, Chris Stewart. Today's episode, we're viewing the sequel to Netflix's original Enola Holmes, Enola Holmes 2, uh, this uh, streaming exclusively on Netflix. And uh, this, you know, coming off of, based actually off of a series of Enola Holmes mystery novels. Now, Chris and I, we actually reviewed this, the Enola Holmes um the other uh, was in when our second season, I believe. That's when we went. We first saw this. Yeah, and, yeah. It came out in uh in no, actually no, it came out in 2020. Okay, so yeah. So this yeah. is our inaugural season. I remember we were yeah. talking about this, yeah. and um, didn't know that they were going out of the sequel. When I saw that, I was like, okay, interesting. We, we overall really enjoyed the the first film, so we were uh, int- uh, we were like, well, we get to the first one, we got to go back and see what uh, these crazy kids are up to now. Uh, Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Enola Holmes 2. So Enola Holmes 2 picks up uh, several months after the first film's ending. And we see that now she has opened up her own detective business. But because she is this very young girl, she is seen as not someone that is respectable or someone that uh, should be hired for cases, especially when her big brother, Sherlock Holmes, uh, is famously getting all of these cases so she's kind of struggling to keep a name for herself and keep business. But she is, uh, you know, asked by this young girl that comes in, uh, her sister is missing. And so she takes a little bit of interest in this. That's the only case she has. And this kind of opens up into a wider case than she ever imagined. And what was neat is, although this one did not actually take um, an adaptation of one of Springer's novels, the Noel Holmes Mysteries, this is more takes inspiration from the actual 1888 Match Girl strike. 
uh, which I thought was kind of neat because this this era, this Victorian era, I always love watching this kind of stuff. There's something about this era, and I think even uh, Harry Bradbeer, who directed also the first one, has done some great directing in the past. There's even scenes in this that remind me of like Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes novels. Um, I mean, obviously, some of this even reminds me of like Shanghai Nights and like just that era of like uh, Sweeney Todd, you know, this this Jack the Ripper, the stuff where like there's definitely dark, dinky areas, but there's also some really gorgeous, beautiful areas. And we do got to see all of that in this film. Um, but yeah, Melanie Bobby Brown, I mean, for all the years we've seen her as 11, she hasn't really had a lot of work outside of that. I mean, she's done some great stuff, but that character is so embedded in our brains that although we've kind of liked her a little bit okay in the Godzilla franchise, she's kind of like a you know one-note character. This has been a really good character for her to kind of branch out a little more uh, comedy, um, definitely get to speak her native tongue, uh, uh, being a Brit herself. And I think it's a fun character. I think if you like the mystery genre, you like Sherlock Holmes, you like the case, this does kind of give you an edge of, it's a bit of a youthful, fun take on that while still having all the elements, elementary, my idea, Watson, of all the stuff in there. I mean, Henry Cavill as Sherlock is a great choice because he is almost like, <laughs> he is like, you know, still in Superman shape and he's got this hair and I mean, he looks very handsome and dashing, but he still has that kind of stuck in his ways. And being that this is like her big brother, I love that there's even parts of this movie where he's like, don't end up like me. Don't be so involved in a case that you lose of all sight of people you like and people, you know, you love. And that's also like Helena Bonham Carter in the, this first film and then this one, her being the mother, this kind of mysterious figure that like she only kind of pops up when Enola really needs her and then she like has to go away again because she's like doing her own stuff. It's kind of interesting how that character pops in. Um, but there's some great new cast members. Not every cast member came back from the first film, uh, notably uh, the guy who played the brother of Sherlock Holmes and Enola did not come back. But um, I think my favorite new addition, of course, was David Thewlis as uh, as Grail, who is the kind of our main villain character. He's very creepy. And I even like how in the very beginning, when this case starts picking up, there's this cool scene where Enola is trying to leave. It's night nighttime. And you see this long cloaked man with the boulder hat and his cane. Every time he hits the floor, it almost strikes like an iron. It's so kind of gives you that creepy fun like oh this is exactly that type of mystery where he, who who is the man behind everything who where's the where's the clues that go to everything and it, it was a little long for me i mean it's a little over two hours which is one of the films i'm like for a, a kid movie i'm like let's maybe cut a little bit but i had a fun with the adventure of it and i thought it was a a great sequel for what it was um how how was your thoughts? I mean, I think we both really did enjoy the first film, and I think I think just the popularity of Millie Bubba Brown was enough for them to be like, let's make a second one. I think enough people watched it, you know. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Um, like you said, this was not this is more of an original's take, but it's actually based on real stories about the Matchstick Girls uh, in, in history. But I actually I did really enjoy this. It is it is a lot longer than it probably should be. Um, I did love that we got um, Helena Bohm Carter. I know she as the mom. She only was kind of teased the first one. So it was cool to get her back for this. What I like this one is a little bit more edgier, a little bit more adult, because I think there's a, there was, a, I just felt like a little bit more 
um, little more danger uh, in this one. It felt like there. So, and I think having David Thulis here and adding really that, you know, foil. And then of course, um, without, you know, spoiling anything, there's a little bit more of the mythos of Sherlock, which is great. We know, um, which I think that was, which is good too, because I could even, I could see this go either way, having another Nola Holmes or even having more, if Cavill ever wanted to do like having more, you know, Nola being kind of second fiddle, you know, you could do so much with this kind of style of Sherlock Holmes, but I honestly, I really enjoyed it. But the big takeaway for me that kind of brought it down for me was the length that could have, we could have cut a little bit out of that. Or I think this going back to what I'm saying, both those movies could have been made into a little short series or, you know, I thought that would have been an even better way to do it. You know? Yeah. It's interesting to see where, where they could have taken if they changed it more to a series. Um, but again, I do think there was some great elements of the setting that I liked and there's even so I think it's just a fun way that like they have Millie Bobby Brown talk to the audience, uh, you know, throughout the film is like, this is actually going quite well. Or like, I love when the game is afoot. And it kind of does have that funny, goofy, like nature to it. And so I think it, it's a little more lighthearted fun. But I will say even like by the end of this film, there's a whole big kind of like when the big kind of bad is revealed and we get this big like. There's quite a big battle sequence at the end with like some major players that was pretty intense, uh, which I was happy to see. Like, again, it's taken a little more serious, even though there's lighthearted moments of fun, especially like when Enola gets to kind of dress up as different things to kind of be in disguise. Um, and again, just the world of which she comes in, especially with this whole setting of the match girl strike, where a lot of these, these men that are running this factory and what is actually going on in this factory and how it actually is revealed through through both you know clues she finds but little things that she didn't notice and how it connects to yes a whole a whole case that uh sherlock has been doing which yes again the sherlock lore is kind of cool in this so you know for what it is i really did enjoy it it's like another fun like it's on netflix so it's like i don't need to see it in the theater but i'm glad it's just an option i do wonder if this will do well enough for them to continue into a third uh, who knows? But uh, for me, you know, Noel Holmes too, uh, enjoyable for what it was. The acting, again, I love the setting. Uh, music's always great and great cast. So I'm going to go with, um, it's going to sit again like a 7.5 out of 10 for me. All right. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do the same with you um, just because that uh, that darn t- run time, you know, brought me down. So, uh, but Jack, uh, you can uh, tell us your thoughts. What do you think of Noel Holmes too? And you can check out Enola Holmes 2. It's streaming now. I can actually go back and watch the first one, have a little uh, double feature. Enola Holmes 1 and 2, both streaming on Netflix. Now is this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.